0: So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Field Medic. And I asking some questions to say about the upcoming album. Grow your hair long if you're wanting to see something that you can change. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far?
1: Thank you. I, I feel pretty good. It was uh sort of a difficult album to make. It was just sort of a different process for me. And I it's always sort of uh anxiety inducing to start rolling out songs that Cause I haven't put out music since 2020 and I think people were, I think people are enjoying it and I'm grateful for that. So I'm happy.
0: Oh yeah. The album was very good.
2: Sure. Yeah. Thank it you. rocked. Yeah. <laughs> so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover? Art?
1: Yeah. So the title was, I, I was in this period of my life when I was making the album that I was just super, um, I guess depressed and uh, felt like, stuck uh, in, in a couple of different ways and so I just started growing my hair because mm-hmm. I felt like that was the one thing that I could watch progress because I feel like there was some things that weren't moving in the way that I wanted them to but I knew that if I looked in the mirror every morning and my hair was a little bit longer it would sort of mark the passage of time and it was mm-hmm. something I could control. Um, so yeah I guess it's sort of like a metaphor for like it's weirdly a metaphor for like I was going to say it's a metaphor for surrender, which is also kind of it where it's like, just let it happen. Let the time pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cover was a lot of the the period when I was writing the music, I spent a lot of time just staring aimlessly, sitting on my bed. Uh, and so I, I just was thinking I wanted the cover to be me sitting on my bed with a with an aimless stare. So one night I just came home and I set up a tripod and I just shot that photo. I shot it myself nice and
0: and that was it all right
2: that's really sick it came out really well
0: yeah thank you um so from the sounds of it and kind of the way you're describing some of the process behind the record was this like your quarantine record
1: um sort of i feel like we started recording it in may of 2021 i want to say or no i think we did one song at the very very end of 2020 um it was sort of quarantine-y. It certainly was done in that period of time, but I, I don't know if it's it's less about the quarantine on the outside and more of like the, this sounds so stupid, but like the quarantine on the inside, you know, mm-hmm. it's like my own my own thoughts and yeah, so sort of, but also I wouldn't say that the themes really relate to the lockdown, but I do think that the lockdown certainly exacerbated um like anxiety and and stuff stuff that i struggle with so
0: fair enough um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album
1: uh pretty much um almost all the songs came about when i was i would just be sitting there staring into space like the cover Mm -hmm. um and maybe one lyric would pop into my head uh and then i would just pick up the guitar and start strumming and sort of sing that lyric and then keep adding lyrics onto it and sort of write the songs just I wouldn't say they're like freestyled by any means because there's like they took a couple hours but they were all just sort of formed in my head like while I was playing the guitar I didn't really write any of the lyrics down like sometimes on my older albums I would write a bunch of poems or something and then kind of combine the poetry with the music when I was in the mood. And this one was just sort of like stream of conscious almost. Um, And that's, that's also why a lot of the songs, it's funny when we're having band practice, it's hard for me to play the songs from the album because a lot of this, like five of the songs are secretly like all the exact same chords, but in just slightly (laughs) different uh, arrangements and with a different capo. So we go between like, I had a dream that you died or like always emptiness um, or like, I think about you all the time. I just, I keep like hitting the wrong note at the wrong time. Cause they're all sort of the same. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of use those, those blueprints of chords to just let me get the lyrics out as they came to me.
2: Okay. That's insane. Just that process. I don't think we have ever spoken to someone who like doesn't write anything down. It's just, as you said, kind of like stream of consciousness. Cause that's like a hundred percent raw.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of my songs come like that. I call that technique full-time freestyle where mm-hmm. I just sort of make it up. The thing, the thing you lose though in full-time freestyle is uh, there's not as much strong metaphor in the songwriting, but there's like that sort of raw, like blunt. And I'd say this, this record is pretty blunt uh, for the most part. So that has like a certain weight to it too. That's cool. But sometimes I, I do like writing sometimes it just, when I was making this album, it just wasn't my mood.
2: Mhm. And I also feel like there's less judgment even though you're making it um mainly just by yourself. Uh you're not mm-hmm. basically like writing it down reflecting on lyrics as you're still kind of processing what to say next. So, yeah, yeah that that's that's crazy. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I love to do it that way for that reason as well. I don't really like thinking about I'm sort of like impatient uh with my creativity and sort of impulsive and impatient, so I want to sit down and like write the whole song and mm-hmm. be that in, you know, 20 minutes or like 2 or 3 hours and then I usually go record them like the next day or as soon as possible. So the few songs that I produced on the album myself, I recorded like the day after I wrote them. And then the ones that I did with Gabe Goodman, uh like it was as soon as we could get to the studio, I was just like, yo, I just wrote this song last week, let's just like track it right now. And that's the other thing. I can't the song stained glass that just came out. I don't even I can't even remember how to play it. <laughs> that's fine it's an open d so i'm still struggling i gotta i gotta figure it out before we go on tour yeah
0: yeah so since you kind of like write with this like just kind of stream of consciousness you you don't write like you don't sit down and be like well i have to write now i just kind of like whatever comes out and then like you have a session and you just kind of record what you have or do you go into it like i have i I have to put something together
1: um i think that With this album, I was having a little bit of a creative block um, with like for a few months somewhere beforehand. Um, And so just when I started to having started feeling emotions again, I guess for lack of a better way to describe it, I just started letting it all out. But Mm -hmm. even when I'm in periods of writer's block or whatever, I kind of will force myself to write songs all the time. So I pretty much because I have like a secret side project that's like cloud rap. So when I'm not in the mood to make a, a sad folk song, I'll just get a beat for one of my friends, uh, one of my producer friends and just make a super outrageous rap song. So I'm always trying to keep the tool sharp because mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of addicted to writing songs and recording songs. So, yeah, I kind of my I think my answer to your question is a little bit of both. I kind of force myself to do it all the time. But then there's sometimes where it's like really full of what feels like an important feeling, like a sort of urgency.
0: Makes sense.
2: That's sick. Uh, so what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite?
1: Okay. The longest one to write was yeah. house arrest. And actually I, I should go back that one. I actually sort of like hit the pen and page with, with that one specifically because the guitar part was so cool. Um, and I had like the first couple lyrics. And I sort of did the technique I was telling you about up to the through the first chorus, which is also where the album title came from. And then it took me a few weeks to get the second verse correct. Um, and so that one was was sort of more challenging to write both lyrically and musically. Mm-hmm. And also to record was actually hard, too, because I just moved to this new house that we, there's a main street right behind me. And so there was tons of cars and like yeah. helicopters and bomb sounds like bombs going off. So to <laughs> get that, like sort of acoustic quiet song was a bit of a challenge. Um, but that one, I feel like my favorite song might be the last song had my fun slash back to the start. Cause that was one of my first, one of the first, um, songs that I made on a computer and really utilized like what, I could use with the computer like with the string section and the sort of changing like I was using synth in there and I feel like I really learned a lot in the process of making that and it's kind of a more dynamic song than I think I've done before and it's also just the most emo song of all time so <laughs> yeah I, I like I think that's my favorite for right now at least.
0: Fair enough. And and since that's kind of leaning on uh, to be your favorite for the record right now, is the plan to kind of keep up with that production style?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did like, you know, all my, most of my old stuff is four track cassette. Um, This is the first album I've ever recorded that was all multi-tracked. There's been a couple of songs here and there that I multi-tracked on previous albums, but I think I had some sort of superstition around multi-tracking that I couldn't get a good vocal take or something if I wasn't playing and singing at the same time. And
2: Mm.
1: it's also just a lot more when you're multi-tracking, you have the option to add all this stuff and, or take stuff away. And I think I was just intimidated by the process of recording that way, but through seeing like what we could do with this record, with the drums and the slide guitar and just all the crazy stuff like I'm really interested in going deeper into that so I'm definitely gonna try and like because this album leans a little bit like Americana almost but I want to do an album that sort of fuses like kind of like had my fun back to the start with like the drum machine sound but it's sort of shiny and, and, and high def
0: okay yeah. makes sense uh, so, how did the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener be the opener, closer be it closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Oh, I love that question. Thank you.
1: Um, Always Emptiness was like the first song I wrote for this batch of songs. And it was also the first song I recorded um, with my friend Gabe, who produced that song and a handful of others. And I just felt like it was almost like a thesis statement to the feeling of the album. Um, so, that was sort of a an easy track one for me. Um, and then everything else sort of I, weekends was also weird, which is track two. I wasn't sure where to put it. Cause it's sort of one of the, it's kind of an outlier on the album where it's sort of just like a boot stomping Americana song. But I figured maybe i don't know why i put it second it just seemed like i needed to maybe like put out the fire a little bit from always emptiness being like the bleakest song on earth uh and then maybe just give them a little bit of fun before we dive deeper into more of the dark subject matter of the album Mm -hmm. um i'd say it was mostly like a random shuffle of tracks with the exception of always emptiness and had my fun slash back to the start because i always like to put the ultimate darkest song last on my albums so that was sort of a no-brainer for me and then everything else is kind of like yeah I'm not I've never been sort of like speaking to being impatient I feel like when it comes to track listing and stuff I've never been super like precious about it I just kind of throw them together and try to move on with the exception of one in one in the last song of Mm -hmm. course yeah Mm -hmm. fair enough
2: okay is there a reason why you always put the darkest track at the end? Is it just because like you don't want to just slap it in the middle? <laughs>
1: I think, you know, I think it's because um, Bob Dylan has a record where the last song is this song called Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands. And it's mm. like 11 minutes long. Jesus. And. I just i I thought that was so cool. So I have an album called Light Is Gone, where the last song is called It's Still You, and it's like eight minutes long, sort of as like a subtle homage to that vibe. Mm -hmm. And so I think just from that theme, I just always thought it would be cool to have the most like dreary, potentially long. Unfortunately, I haven't gone over five minutes in a long time. I hope too soon, but. Yeah, I think I, it was just inspiration from Bob D and just thinking it was cool and then just sort of sticking to that as some sort of continuity within the records. Fair enough.
2: All right, thank you. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, start with headphones on, should they blast it at a party, work out to it? What do you personally recommend?
0: Interesting. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this isn't a party record.
1: Yeah, it's not a party <laughs> record unless maybe... <laughs> you all your you and your friends are very sensitive like myself um maybe like light a candle and then lay in the dark and and listen to it it's not that long so I feel like it, it could be done just in a moment of contemplation perhaps like road tripping could be nice too mm-hmm. or even just walking around the neighborhood like with your headphones on Yeah, but I think option one is probably the best in a dark room with a candle and just taking it in for Mm -hmm. what it is. I like that. Are we
2: thinking like a a scented candle or just one for the vibe?
1: I'm thinking a scented candle because we need some aromatherapy in there to like, Mm -hmm. you know, combat some of the feelings that may come up.
2: Okay. And what scent would best fit that experience?
1: I think... I can't speak to other people's preferences of scent, but I just got this sage and pine Ooh. candle that is so bomb. Um, so I think just, you know, dealer's choice on the scent. All
0: right. Okay, that's fair. Good. Um, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less.
1: Hyperbolic fear of death. I added okay. one extra I added one extra word. I'm sorry.
0: We'll, we'll hyphen it. It's okay. Yeah, That's we'll let good. it slide. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners?
1: Um, I would just hope that uh to anyone who's listening who could be dealing with some sort of depressing time or uh you know, just going through something that feels really difficult that they'll know that. Uh, I have as well and I think that sometimes when you know that someone else has felt that way then you feel a little bit better because you can you at least don't feel alone because I think that feelings of of sadness and depression and anxiety can feel very isolating so I would just hope that maybe it can be a voice in somebody's ear to secretly whisper that they're okay or they're not alone at least
0: I like that that's very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album?
1: You, I love your guys' questions. Um, Thank you. Thank I you. Think, let's see. Well, when I wrote, I wrote this the song Noonday Sun, I was on a trip in um, Big Bear, which is this place where there's lots of trees and there was like snow and stuff. And I woke up one day and I just went and sat on the the porch of this place we were staying at and just wrote that song. And it felt really peaceful because uh, back when I lived in San Francisco, I used to have a I used to live in a house that had a porch and I would go outside every morning and drink coffee and like write songs out there or just practice guitar. And I hadn't been on a porch in a long time. And it felt very reminiscent to that period of my life when I was younger and very I mean, I still obviously am in love with songwriting and stuff, but I was just really getting into it and, and that felt really cool. And then I wasn't even expecting a song to come out of that trip. The trip was almost to like relax and chill. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of a nice byproduct of being there. Uh, and that was just a beautiful memory. And the song is like very cathartic to me. So I'd say that's probably my best memory from making the album was writing that song on the porch.
2: That sounds very, very peaceful. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice?
1: Okay. So, usually I grab a Gatorade. I don't know Thank why you. on tour. I'm just addicted to Gatorade. So, I'm getting the, the yellow Gatorade. Uh-huh. Um, I'm probably going to get either a bag of raw almonds mm-hmm. or like Maybe pistachios, some kind of nut, or perhaps even a trail mix of some sort.
2: Ooh, okay.
1: Um, and then I might, I might have to cop a cliff bar just for that meal in a in a bar type situation in case I'm starving. And then I'm definitely also gonna grab an abundance of bubbly waters, whatever they go, be it aha or liquid death or whatever, whatever they got, I'm taking.
0: Fair there you go, yes what what's the go-to cliff bar flavor though?
1: you know I keep it classic
2: with that chocolate
1: chip same here. that's good yeah, it's just easy to take down, you know what I mean
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've been trying to branch out try some of their other flavors. they've got like this mint one and I like mint, but mint? I, it was like a mint chocolate and I was like, oh, that's oh. gotta be good but it uh I ate one bar. I was like, this is great. I had the other eleven. And I was like, you know what I don't think I'm ever gonna buy this again.
2: Why did you buy twelve? <laughs>
0: because that's what was there in the target i was in target i was like i'll get 12 of them i'll probably like it
2: (laughs) no man ship them to me i
0: finished them don't worry um Uh so on the topic of food if your project was a dish what dish would it be and why
1: if field medic was a food it might be i feel like it'd be some sort of turkey sandwich on a really nice a really nice uh dutch crunch with some, just like turkey, lettuce, tomato, onion, mustard, mayo, Dutch crunch, rotisserie turkey, mm-hmm. next level, not not deli slice. Um, and I'm actually just basing that off my all-time favorite sandwich. But I would hope that my music hits like that sandwich does when I take a bite of it.
2: Oh, <laughs> All right. yes, that's. I mean, that's the best thing to base it off of your favorite thing. So it's sure. fair. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. Sick. So we're actually going to go straight to Death Row. Boom. Oh. So if you're on Death Row, what would your last meal be with a drink? That was such a soft boom, bro.
1: <laughs> death Row. Mm-hmm. Um, It's so hard because there's this place in San Francisco called Zante's that makes Indian pizza. And it's, it's so good. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be tempted to get that. But I will say that I think my all time favorite food is probably a cheeseburger. So I think I would do a cheeseburger, something super bomb, a bomb cheeseburger. And then I'm I'm actually sober now. But if I was about to die, I'd probably get I'd be like, give me a like one of those gigantic White Claw tall cans, like the 24 Mm -hmm. ounce White Claw, maybe mango. Maybe I'd ask for two. I'm like, bro, let me pop a buzz. I'm about to die. Exactly. Burke White Claw. Give me some SIGs too. Let me live it up.
0: All right. Exactly. Um, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live?
1: You said one fiction world? Yes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it might be kind of fun to live in Mario 64. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind because and I want that soundtrack to be playing the whole time too, because it's oh so good.
2: Are you sure that wouldn't like drive you insane? Like that for a week straight
1: it it might and there's might be some other fictional world that would be more chill but i just can't think of it right now and i but i know for a fact if i spent a week in mario 64 i'd be having a good time assuming that i didn't get you know taken out by the chain chomp or a bunch of goombas or i'd have to learn how to fight like mario
2: yeah definitely
1: there
2: you go Uh, So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color? Blue. You have a specific shade of blue?
1: Any shade of blue. Navy blue, sky blue, Mm -hmm. turquoise. It doesn't matter. I just love blue. I see, you know, those uh, Toyotas, the FJ Cruisers, Mm -hmm. they look like Tonka trucks that car and in, in blue just looks like a giant toy and i want it so bad
2: <laughs> i hope you get it man
0: that's yeah. good. thank you all right um so as glory said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug um my new album grow
1: your hair long if you're wanting to see something you can change is i don't know when this is going to come out is out now or about to come out
0: probably before it okay it's about to it come
1: out? out on october 14th uh Check it out. I'm going on tour um for a month all across the the US. So those tour dates are at fieldmedic.net. And if you wanna see me post um unhinged tweets that I usually delete because I'm just I've had too much coffee to drink in the morning, follow my Twitter at underscore fieldmedic.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, thank you for now that's been Field Medic and we have been the Good Noise podcast.